In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by our good friends at Bryant and Smiley One, Northeast Ohio's premier service when you need heating or cooling work. And heating work is what we're all going to need across Northeast Ohio, I guess, according to the weather forecasters who have the greatest job on earth because when they're wrong, no one calls them out on it. So we'll see what happens during snowmageddon here in Northeast Ohio. You can't live without eyewitness action. What else? News, whatever, <laughs> to tell you what's going on. Don't step outside. Are you kidding? There's snow outside. I didn't even get my snow shovel. That's how much I give to you know what's about the fact. It, it's It's almost December. It snows here. Or at least it's supposed to snow here. You know what they should say? Don't drive like an ass. All right? That's all there is to it. I mean, they can say that when it's like sunny and 80. True story. Driving down I-90 today. Don't drive. And a dude in a Lexus had to have been doing 100 miles an hour, flying in between cars and trucks and going through all three lanes. I was waiting to see him just lose control. Like that, I mean, that's how people drive. Was the, the road speed, wet? No, dry as a bone. But like, people drive like the speed limit is a suggestion on any. Yeah. It it's terrifying out there sometimes. So like, stop driving like a bunch of knuckleheads. Like, I mean, yeah. I I'll be sitting on uh, one of the uh, the neighborhood streets here in the, the neighborhood at a red light, and some jerk, two cars behind, will come around in a no passing situation and go through the light. Like, and I'm just like, oh, I guess red lights are also now suggestions along with the speed limit. So please, like. Does that mean drive really, really fast? I don't know. Just if you're listening and watching this podcast or vlogcast or whatever uh, we call this thing, just be careful when you're out there driving and, you know. And this is a public public service message. Stop lights, speed limits. Those are not suggestions. Those are laws. So please, you know, follow them so that. Everyone can be safe on the roads. So you don't kill anybody. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into the Browns here. Injury news came out the day after the day after the Broncos lost the disaster in Denver. Uh, and I and just Bron- found out why there was 50-mile-an-hour winds coming out of the West on uh, Monday afternoon. That was the sigh of relief from Los Angeles. Ah, now I get it. All right, so Miles Garrett, uh, day-to-day. That is really good news. Yes, uh, he's day-to-day, but I'm just going to caution everyone. Uh, at one point, Deshaun Watson was day-to-day, and that was the longest day-to-day injury in the history of sports. So we take it with a grain of salt. But uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, answered in the affirmative when he was asked uh, that the, there was no structural damage uh, revealed in Miles Garrett's MRI, and he said, yes, that is correct. So good news there. Uh, as Stefanski put it, Miles is sore. And uh, the expectation is uh, similar to what Garrett told reporters in Denver Sunday night that he's going to play with this thing. He's going to play through it. So don't know how much practice he's going to be doing, but he's going to make himself available. Uh, The concerning thing for me, Andy, is the effectiveness. Uh, It's great. Okay, if he's available, that's one thing now. But can Miles Garrett be Miles Garrett with this injury? Um, Last year, I looked it up. He had like eight and a half sacks after uh, that car accident. Right. Um, playing through again. 
the left shoulder injury. And this is the left shoulder. It's the same one he banged up last year. So that's my chief concern. I don't know where you come out on that, but I guess, okay, great. But my number one question now becomes, if there's no structural damage, how effective is Miles Garrett going to be able to be playing through this injury? Well, let's just see how it plays out. I want to see what happens this week and, you know, how much he's able to be active or if he's favoring one side over another or if he's even able to get on the field. So I think it's just, you know what, it's even if he doesn't play, other teams now have to prepare for him to play because they'll never, they don't know until the last second if he's yeah. going to show up. So I guess, you know, in that world, as far as having strategy against your defense, other teams have to approach the Browns as, as if he is playing. I don't know how else they could look at it, but even if he isn't at hundred, because the word I was hearing out of the locker room yesterday, Daryl, he was done for the season. So I got to tell you, this was a real sigh of relief that there were guys in the locker room yesterday thinking that he was done for the season. Yeah. That thought that he was done. Um, yeah. Here's the other part of this too. He has now been passed. He's no longer the NFL sack leader. TJ mm -hmm. Watt uh, has taken over that uh, Mark. And he's been tied by Khalil Mack, the Chargers, who also has 13. So TJ's got 13 and a half. Khalil's got 13. Miles has 13. Uh, Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, you get to see him in a few weeks. He's got uh, a dozen. And then Danielle Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings, who, as we record this on Monday evening, he will be playing on Monday Night Football. He'll have an opportunity uh, if he... Uh, has a uh, a pretty good night. He has a chance to either pass miles or take over uh, the NFL league lead uh, as well. So there's the, that other component to this too. Uh, not that his personal stats matter, and you know uh, I still would like to see at some point him win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's had an outstanding season to this point. Uh, he has had a an historic year, or I should say, an historic career, if you will. Sure. Uh, with what he's been able to do in his first 100 games. He's uh, certainly, in my view, headed to Canton, Ohio, uh, if he continues to play at this level. But, look, I just, I'm of the belief that if they don't have an effective Miles Garrett, considering, and we'll get into the quarterback situation here in a little bit, considering the condition of the Browns' offense right now with their quarterback situation and the hot garbage that they're stuck with right now, uh, they need Miles Garrett healthy. They need Miles Garrett to be productive because this defense is what's going to have to carry the day because Kevin Stefanski certainly isn't going to let the running backs do that. Uh, he's just going to, you know, sling it 50 times a game, which to me is pretty stupid, but that's just me. Um, and so I am, uh, yeah, uh, I, I am concerned about Garrett's effectiveness. He, let's be honest about it too, Andy. He got held like on every freaking play by the Broncos. I mean, he was getting, he was getting held and flags weren't coming out. I think he might be the most held player in the NFL. You agree? Or he's got like LeBron, like, you know, remember how LeBron would get hacked really hard and every once in a while, you'd be like, man, is he acting? But then you go back and watch the replay of the game and you're like, wow, man, they really did hit him hard all game. They it's did hit him they, hard. It's, it's the same it's thing. It's like playground rules, right? No blood, yeah. no foul. Like, I, I feel like that's how they treat. Although Dorian Thompson Robinson felt, felt the blood yesterday. So, yeah, he did. Uh, we'll this is him. an interesting point, and I want to get to the rest of the injuries here in a second. But And Jamal White brought this up yesterday. Like, the hit that hit Dorian Thompson-Robinson yesterday, like, if it's a quarterback, that's a 15-yard penalty every time. Yes. But you do realize that that same play happens to running backs pretty much every other play. 
Yeah. And they never call the helmet helmet on a running back. Well, they never the call leading with your helmet on a running running backs. Never get that kind of protection. Could you imagine what the phone calls to your show would have been like Monday? If no flag was thrown on that play and the oh. result was the result. Yeah. Right. Where he got, he left with a bloody mouth and <laughs> they had to, the they had to make such a kind of call there. They, they had to throw the flag in that situation. Yeah. And you, I mean, even they could argue that he tried to launch his body, even at the worst. Right. I mean, that's even worst case scenario. I tried to use his body as a weapon. He launched himself. Yeah. He lowered his head too. You know, yeah. I mean, look, there's some reason he's bleeding. I don't know, unless his tooth cut open his lip. I don't know how else he was bleeding. There had to have been some kind of contact to cut make a wound happen, right? Yeah. That's not that tough. All right. What other injuries are we looking at uh as far as updates? Uh X rays negative for uh Amari Cooper, so that's good news. Woo, uh, that's a dodge bullet there. Like us all. Did you also, think that was a cheap JDA. shot? No, that wasn't the boy, a cheap the receivers shot. on the Browns did. He's. I, you saw I, Elijah I Moore. I mean, I mean, they were. I think Elijah Moore were, needs to worry about catching footballs. Yeah, they were barking it up a little bit after. That. I know he was, and again, I think Elijah Moore needs to worry about catching footballs right now. Um, okay, fair enough. But I, um, I, I, I didn't think it was a dirty play. It was a football play. Like Amari tried to make the catch, and he got hit while trying to make the catch. Yeah, that was. I, I didn't see it that way either. I, I, I was kind of similar to, to the look. I understand. I understand why Bronco fan was unhappy that flag got thrown on the DTR hit, but it had to be thrown. Yeah, there's no well. way. Could you imagine being the referees having yeah. to deal with the league office? The next day? How did you not even call a penalty on that? Well, right? and I think this is something we can get into is the lack of public accountability for the officials. Like we, we, we now have a public accountability report every week uh, from the NFL. They where they, you know, post all the fines from the, the, the previous week. Uh, Saturday afternoon. I think they need to start holding officials accountable publicly too. How though? What are you going to do? You're going to shame them? Is that what yeah. you do? Do what the NBA. Does. I mean, they're already saying. But that, that two minute. Did you see that call in Houston? NBA. By the way, that sideline call, two feet down, ball in hand, and they ruled it incomplete. Even uh, like I, I can't believe it. With replay? I don't know. I I I I, I don't know if it was a replay, but I saw the still photos and they're like, yeah, this was an incomplete pass. Dude had two toes on the ground. The ball was in his hands as he you know reaching up for it was right Crazy. there in his hand they called it incomplete like uh the nfl's got an officiating problem like the officiating is pretty craptastic in the national football league uh, on a week to be basis and this isn't just a this isn't just a you know the cleveland browns are being picked on type thing like no th this is a league-wide problem where the the officiating is not up to the standard that it needs to be and especially now that the NFL uh, has embraced uh, the legalization of sports betting, and you can't watch an NFL game now without being bombarded by the ads, right? Uh, uh, or athletes. lines, or over under, right. or all that stuff. Yeah. So, so they're, I, I think that they're going to have to come up with some sort of uh, accountability system. But they had to throw that flag uh, with yeah, with, uh, with DTR. I think that they got it right and not throwing a flag on the Amari Cooper uh, hit. Um, I think that that was just football being football, that it, it's a violent game and stuff happens. And I, I didn't feel like there was a targeting thing there. I thought it was a defensive player trying to make a play uh, in a bang, bang situation. Um, All right, Daryl, hang on a second. Let's come back. We'll talk more about the injuries here in a second. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll come right back. We're going to talk injuries and we're also going to talk about play calling. 
and what Kevin Stefanski had to say about his own play calling. That's all straight ahead right here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. 